0: Let me welcome both of you uh, to the show this morning to talk about what I consider to be a very, very important topic, uh, the Harlem Renaissance.
1: But before we get into that... Welcome to another episode of HLM. And today I have with me my good friend...
0: Oh, introduce myself? Yeah, yeah. okay. So it's Eves from New York. From New York. What part of New York are you from? Harlem. Born and raised? No. Where are you from originally? Haiti. Haiti. When'd you come over, When'd you come to uh, to New York? Came in two thousand at age five, and I haven't been back since. Actually, I've been back one time, and that's it.
1: And now we're both here in
0: Bean Town. Oh, that stands for Boston. Right? Yeah, oh, Boston. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> I
1: knew that. <laughs> um, we just finished watching a clip from Kanye.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Man needs help.
1: What ha- what happened to Kanye?
0: It's hard to say. A lot of people say it's because his mother passed away. Ever since then, he hasn't been the same. But I thought ever, ever since he went to Paris, I thought it would be... Because when he went to Paris, I thought I could go to Paris. Because he said, niggas in Paris. I'm like, oh, so we, so we could go there now. Because I guess he opened up the border for us. But I guess that's not the case. But...
1: Is that is that when uh when she got robbed? When his wife got robbed? Was that the same time?
0: Did she get robbed in Paris? No, no, no. Um who got robbed was Beyoncé got robbed in Paris. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: What were they doing in Paris? You know, it's jay z No, no, I'm talking about uh Kanye. What was he doing in Paris?
0: Probably it was for that video. Ah, yeah. all right. All right. Probably. All right. Don't quote me on that. That's, <laughs> that's
1: probably. That's,
0: that's funny. That's funny.
1: So what are, you, what, are you, what are your thoughts right now on, uh, on on Trump and the administration? Trump,
0: well, I'll be honest. I don't know who's in his camp at this moment. I, I always found it to be funny because uh, comedian Cat Williams, he said that Trump's camp is, is composed of Satan, Hitler, Darth Vader, Basically, everyone evil, <laughs> which is true. We don't know who's in his camp, really. Is just, who, just said, who said that? Cat, Cat Williams. Yeah, Cat Williams said that. He
1: said that. Oh, he said that recently. Huh?
0: Uh, last year, but yeah, oh, okay. Okay. it's still recent. Yeah, when Trump was president, I didn't even know he was president for that long. He was one. Of, he's like one of those presidents you forget, like. You forget you had a president. Like the country's being run on its own, basically. Yeah. Yeah. What well, someone thinks he's doing, right? Yeah. He, Trump is like, him being president is like him being a stepfather. Like he's he's barely there. <laughs> when, when he is there, there's always some bullshit. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> so he's only around for like the important
0: stuff. The important stuff and the bad stuff. Yeah, right? the bad stuff. Punishment. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah um, But overall He's a, he's an entertaining guy I hate to say this But Politics needed Something like this As far as nah, Not his comments But as far as Someone entertaining Because hmm. he is Entertaining as shit Like I never watched CNN No longer than Three minutes <laughs> I'm watching the whole 20, 1952 seconds,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like we were talking about before, uh, mm-hmm. he's like an entertainer. He just he just mm-hmm. he's just something to watch to have a good
0: laugh, right? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> some of the things this guy says are just just off the walls. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wish my boss could act like that. Sometimes, <laughs> hey, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. What is uh what has been your experience here like with uh? some of the way bosses out here
0: treat employees well it varies because certain bosses i noticed, which i could tell they weren't like the man in high school or college so when they get out to the when they get like a high position they feel like let me relive the moments i couldn't live as far as let me be popular now that i'm in charge i could boss people around the way people used to boss me around which is not their fault because I guess they were they weren't treated the way they wanted to be treated, so once they got into the real world, they decided to like fuck this i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm a make people go through what I went through which which is messed up, but that's that's how some of them view themselves as yeah.
1: so in other words they they it's almost like a vendetta yeah, in a way with with the things that they've gone through now they they feel like they need to almost have revenge with their, with their
0: bad experiences growing up right which I'm like I had bad experiences too I'm just like as far as you're saying that you 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 work this hard and that hard I don't know if you know what hard work is compared to what I've been through so like six colleges in five years last year was the hardest part of my life as far as uh what there'll be times I had to sleep at South Station and wake up the next morning just to go to <laughs> go, go to work, and then go right back to Connecticut, catch my 10 a.m. class, leave Boston at seven. And I, I, didn't, I didn't. I'm a supervisor now. I will take that out on people. I I'm more appreciative of people because yeah. without people to take me in, be like, instead of you sleeping on South Station, oh, uh, come stay with us. Come stay with us if you need a place to crash.
1: Now, now let's let's rewind a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so you went to six different colleges. Yeah, six. Where did you start off at? Uh, okay. I started out at a community college in the Bronx. New York. New York. Well, um, uh, South Bronx.
1: How long were you there for?
0: A year. And then from there? I went to Mitchell College in Connecticut. Why 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 the change? Alright. So in New York there, there's a Their college system is called CUNY, and CUNY is basically if your parents don't make a certain amount of money, which my parents didn't, you go to school for free. But you wasn't necessarily taking the right amount of credits, so I ended that year off with what twelve credits. And I mind you, I spent a whole year—that a a whole year earning twelve credits—is not cutting it. (laughs) Right, right. Which is what's the typical for a year? Uh, on average, yeah. But it's what supposed to be twelve. Oh, 12 for a year. Yeah, so, I mean, 12, I mean, no. For for, qu- for a semester. For a semester, it's supposed to be 24 to, to 30. Oh, right, all right, all right. So, I was way behind. <laughs> so, then when I went to school in Connecticut, I had to take out a loan, but I was getting, they told me I could take as many credits as I want. There's no restrictions. Um, people are more friendlier there, uh, more quieter. So, I was able to get a lot of things done. And then and then from there, I I, left, switch. uh, I switched again because even though it was every every any good thing comes out of costs, and that cost we couldn't maintain it, so I had to come back home. Hmm. So I came back home. I attended a well. At first, I was looking at several other schools. Um, I was able to get a, one school contacted me. Um, Hostos Community College, back in the Bronx. Which is ironic because they were a rival to the first community college I went to. That's funny. As far as like sports is concerned, well, you're playing basketball at this time, right? Yes, playing basketball. Um, He picked me up. Um, A lot of people didn't see a lot in me, but this coach, coach Poole, he he saw something and he, he put me on the team. And from there, I felt you know I felt comfortable. I was always grounded as far as maintain this certain average to stay on the team. Unlike before. I wasn't really working towards anything. I was just like, let me just go to school. Hopefully, hopefully get a two point oh. But over there, well, but one thing that I need to mention is yeah. is you kind of had a
1: a passion for for basketball. Oh yeah, that was definitely your whole life.
0: Not my whole life. It it because for me, I I started out as a musician first. Uh, I was in I was in the school band. that played in. I played in Carnegie Hall. I played in um, uh, Radio um, Radio City, I believe, was one of the places I played at. So that, that famous spot in New York, right? Yeah, all the famous places uh-huh. I, I played in. I was pretty good at it. I didn't really think I was good at it until until they said, why don't you try it? And I try it. Hmm. I think everything I try, I become good at it. It's just... Kind of just pick up things really quick. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's dope. Yeah, that's. I think that's the Haitian side of me, just yeah. <laughs> just adapting to anything. <laughs> nice. And so from there, you 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 went to a couple more colleges. Yep. After Hostos, I left there. Um, then I went to College of Staten Island because uh, I got I wanted to leave junior college and go to a four year school so I could you know mm. be stable. So I got an offer at a College of Staten Island, which was uh, which was a troop. When I got there, I couldn't play play that that, that year because I was I just it was what the second semester the second semester they don't they don't allow players to play their second semester. So so I had to sit out, but I ended up going to a couple of workouts. They they were impressed with what they saw, and the only thing was that I had to. If I maintain this GPA, next year I'll be on the team. So, but unfortunately, that I was commuting from Manhattan to Staten Island, which was the commute was I had to take the I had to take the B train to one six one, I had to transfer to the four, I had to get off on Bowling Greens, I had to catch the the ferry, and after the ferry, I had to catch the bus.
1: Now, now, now for those of you Who don't know New York is huge mm. It's huge Made up of five boroughs Five boroughs mm. And it is not uh, If you haven't been there it's, it's It's not like Going down the street If you're going To the next borough You're, you're spending some time
0: Yeah It's It's <laughs> like <took> a boat <laughs> 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 To get to the other side <laughs> you Usually people's like Oh you saw Statue of Liberty. I see that bitch every day <laughs> She still look the same she hasn't changed. It. She hasn't changed that one day. <laughs> Probably saw her cry when it was raining that day. That's, <laughs> why. That's funny. And so eventually you made your way out here to, to Boston. Yeah. Um but before I made it out to Boston, um after College of Island, I flunked out because the commute was just ridiculous for me. By the time when I when I got to class, I just I was so tired from the all the traveling, I just didn't want to like learn. So I flunked out there, so no other CUNY school would accept me because I had a GPA lower than a (laughs) 1.0. Wow. So so then I ended up going to a private school called uh, Berkeley School of Business. I went there for a semester just to get my grades up so I could go somewhere else. Uh So I went there, got my grades up. Then I got a in contact with uh, Dana Barros, He was a former Celtics player. And uh, we spoke, he says, as long as you can make it up here, we'll, we'll make it happen. I couldn't make it up there my first semester. So, but my second semester, I was able to get there. But by the time I got there, they did some research on my eligibility, come to find out I was no longer eligible to play college basketball. So um, I spent a semester at Newberry. Then after that, I had to make a decision. Stay here. They would tell me to stay extra two years or or go back to one of your other schools where you have like a year left. So I decided to go back to Connecticut. And and then I ended up graduating, got my degree. What would you get your degree in? In business management. Business management. So
1: born in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Came to New York when you were five years old. Mm-hmm. Always had a passion for music, basketball. Mm-hmm. Got your degree. Yeah. 24 years old. Mm-hmm. Now you're living here in Boston. Yeah, now I'm out here. <laughs> Something I wanted to bring up, we talked about a little earlier before the podcast, was uh, was the police. Mm-hmm. And we talked specifically about um, quotas. Something right. that you had brought up. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Can you talk talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. So basically, in New York City, because my brother was a New York City police officer for for a while, and he said there were s- certain quotas that they had to meet, and if they didn't meet those, then they wouldn't their job would be on the line. So what most police officers would do is um, they'll to make quota. They'll arrest. They'll go into the neighborhoods where it's like more crime driven. And they'll arrest those the people who who fit the profile. Basically, if you ever heard the word "you fit the description," that's everybody. If you're wearing a hoodie, if you're wearing jeans, there's a which is sad. It's a, it's a stereotype, but we all fit it because it's just a style that we're used to. Uh, sagging our pants, always wearing a hoodie. It's that's that's so that's how we get picked out as. It. They're never gonna pick someone with a suit. <laughs> it's like you don't fit the description. <laughs> so you're saying then the cops, the cops aren't patrolling in in these white neighborhoods. No, they're not. They're mostly in our, our black neighborhoods or, or our minority in neighborhoods. Because that's where, which is sad, which is which is true. We we do so much there, but it's like you you don't give us much to work with. So. If we had much to work with, we wouldn't be a crime-driven mm-hmm. part. So it's almost out of a necessity
1: or, or, or because of limited options. Right. Yeah. And, so, and then, in turn, the cops come, mm-hmm. fill their quotas. Yeah, they fill the
0: quotas because it's basically easy pickings from there. So, again, what happens if they don't fill their quotas every month? Every month they would uh their job would be on the line, which I don't know when they will lose their job, but they'll lose their job eventually. So you're telling me mm-hmm. these cops have a chance of losing their jobs mm-hmm.
1: if they don't get enough arrests and tickets out there. Right. Which they have pretty much target minority communities. Right. Wow. Wow. It yeah, is <laughs> um have you seen any type of, of of I don't know living in New York any community uh
0: I don't know backlash or of or, or like people speaking up about this type of thing um there was this one incident that happened I wasn't around for it but it was all over the news and I know this this kid who happened happened to him I knew him personally um so the story was that he was walking home one day, and then, uh, and then two white police officers, they stopped him. This is in Harlem. And, and, um, and then they, they, they said, you fit the description, like I, like I said before. And, um, but he has no prior crime record. He was just walking home from school one day. So they took him. They locked him up, handcuffs, interrogated him for, for no reason at all. And then, um, then his parents came to find out where, where he was, and it was like, uh, "Oh, your son isn't here," which was a lie. He was there, which I don't know why they would tell his mother that. So what what they didn't know was that his dad was a police officer. Was he did like twenty something years retired, and so he came in, and um, and even with that, they still wouldn't like release release his son to him. So where was the son? he was still locked up in um in the in the prison Wow. or the what they call the juvenile the, the they call it doom I guess the holding area okay is because this jail is like you're on an island you got Rikers basically but was he underage yeah he was like 16 so it's like a, like a juvenile detention facility they still send you Rikers that's for adults though yeah, they, they still send you uh, even at all is it I think fifteen or sixteen you could be tried as an adult. Wow. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, you'll still get sent to Rikers. You they do have a Rikers is divided, so there is like a, so you you aren't necessarily with grown men. You're you're with your age group, kind of. Mm. And then once you get a certain age, then depending on what how long your sentence is, then they send you with the grown men. Wow.
1: So he was in uh he was in Rikers with with the uh... No no, he
0: will, he wasn't he wasn't sent to Rikers cuz it wasn't cause only a judge determines that. Okay. He was just in a holding cell. And okay. Which he had no charges against him, so there was no point in them keeping, but they just wanted these cops were some shady cops. Was was there any backlash after? Yeah, they uh the whole the Harlem whole Harlem community re- reacted to this. Um and um, the family ended up suing the police department, which the battle went on for about three, three or four years. I believe they won, but uh, just the simple fact that even like you have one, even one of your own, just because he was black, you wasn't you you didn't want to help him. So it's, it's just just one of those things where it's just, it's uh it's more race driven than in your position <laughs>
1: yeah mm. at the end of the day they, they don't really the, la- the most important thing for them is what we'll colors your skin
0: right mm-hmm.
1: right mm-hmm. i i remember a couple like maybe two to three years ago i saw a program on cnn where you had like four or five cops from new york mm-hmm. all minority cops hispanic black and uh they spoke they were speaking up mm-hmm. and they were talking about how how they were told to go into these Hispanic communities and Black communities and and lock people up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently they had a conscience because they they didn't do it. They quit. Mm-hmm. The, they quit the force. Right. Because they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. My thing, Yves, is like <laughs> people speak up. We keep hearing about it. Uh, this type of injustice, and it seems kind of obvious that there's there's some kind of racial. Uh, there's a racial uh 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 what's the word I'm looking for tendencies tendencies going on and but it seems it just keeps it keeps going on
0: well the way that the reason it works that way because it i'll go i'll go like far far back in history um there was this movie I saw called free State of Jones I don't know if you've ever seen that movie no, i never heard of it so I'll just give you a short brief summary about it it's uh basically about it was this uh white medical doctor he was he was a medical doctor for the civil civil war and um and he he kept noticing that all his people were dying and and he was wondering like why why are all my people dying for it's really like what we're why what we're fighting the north for is is what to I, th- I think it was like to free the slaves. was this back during the, the civil rights not civil rights the
1: uh, when there was the south and the north
0: Yeah south okay. north and south yeah okay. and um, and then everything that you know they was fighting for made sense, but the South wasn't about it. So in the in the state of Virginia he he, he captured his own little area and he called it free State of Jones, which basically whether you was white, black, his, whatever you you was accepted. And uh, Confederate soldiers couldn't get through because if they got through, they was automatically getting shot down because the other people on the other side were ready to defend their, their territory. Then it got to a point where they, they caught more and more territory to a point where they caught the whole town. The whole town was free state of Jones, Virginia. They ended up losing, losing that land because, I guess, because of political things because uh the what is it the confederate soldiers they noticed that the north wasn't helping them anymore so they decided to form this group known as the kkk Mm. which that automatically spread spread and spread to a point where it got big to a point where freestyle jones like we can't compete with this so they could no longer operate in the south Mm. so it took what a couple hundred years until we had MLK come in and said, "This is not right," and then John F. Kennedy passed a bill saying that uh, segregation will be abolished, and uh, whites and blacks could communicate with each other, and yeah, that's basically what happened there and um and most of the white people were in law enforcement, hmm. and they continued to be in law enforcement
1: you're talking you're talking about the KKK yeah. So you're saying the KKK members who who had originally started out were law enforcement, people of power. Yeah. So now we're in 2018. Mm -hmm. They're still KKK. Mm -hmm. It's never gone away. No. And you're saying some of them are still law enforcement.
0: Yeah, they're still law enforcement. They still are. They still are. Even though they may not have that title, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, The 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 former Grand Wizard of the Klan. What is his name? He was in that movie, Black Klansman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Duke. Was <sighs> yeah, Duke? yeah. David Duke. David Duke. Yeah, he's even though he's no longer a KKK member, he's still uh, in politics. Is he? Yeah, he's uh, he's still a politician. That's that's his career, and he's a big supporter of Trump. So shows you where this is going. Wow, <laughs> says a lot, huh? Yeah, it does. Hmm. Um.
1: So, today we have uh, probably the largest, uh, one of the most cost, uh, uh, what am I looking for? We the highest concentrations of uh, incarceration in, in the world. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Black people number one. Mm-hmm. Hispanics number two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Most of them being Mexicans. Right. And then, uh, then you go down the list, but. Uh, I don't know do you think there? do you think this has something to do with it as far as as far as the system as far as the
0: systematic racism well there isn't really a, there is a system but the reason that system is in place is because of uh, well for one the jails are not ran by the government they're privately owned entities and these entities are owned by white people mm. and basically they could kind of like uh control who they want inside their jail compared to who they don't want inside their jail. Mm. So if this let's say if the prison owns a racist, who do you think he's going to have in there? <laughs> so that's that's a big thing cuz I don't think you ever heard of a black prison owner. Yeah, I've never heard or a Mexican prison owner. <laughs> no. Maybe I don't know, I don't know Mexico if they they own it too But
1: I think our prisons in Mexico but they don't they definitely don't own any prisons here.
0: Yeah. No. So yeah. that's that's one thing. If I'm able to get some money, I'll probably buy one prison and see what happens. <laughs>
1: That's funny. Mm-hmm. So def- definitely, uh, uh, there's, there's uh, I don't know. Would you say our system is kind of sick?
0: It It is, but, but the sad part about it is that even though there should be more of us in there, but the, the simple fact is Here's how I look at things. It's basically like some people will just be innocent bystanders. They wouldn't necessarily say that's that's too much work. I don't feel like speaking up. I'm good where I am. And those people who who are who are, who say that are probably the people who could probably change this world, but mm. but they never want to do anything because they're just like I'm. I'm fine. It's not affecting me. Mm. When something doesn't affect you, you don't really gravitate towards it you just more of a line like if it doesn't if it doesn't apply let it fly Mm. in a way which we shouldn't think that it's like because even though you're good what about the rest of your community Mm. even though you're good your kids may not be good so you you kind of like want to like change this world make it better for the next next generation you could say i could care less i'll die soon but is that the is that the type of imprint you want to leave on the world when you leave
1: I mean, that's what that's what being a human is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, part of humanity is caring for, not just for yourself, but for the next person. Yeah,
0: well, part of living is a purpose. What well, like what's what's your purpose in life? We're not here just to. I heard somebody say in the past,
1: this, this old preacher,
0: years ago, he mm-hmm. said,
1: "Life isn't meant just to live in a box." Mm. Then you go to car. You're, you're driving your car. It's a box. Mm-hmm. Then you go to work. You you work in a box, and you come back home, and then eventually you die in a box. Right, right. That's not life.
0: Yeah. That's that's what you call a nine to five for twenty five years, and then you get, and then you get a little retirement plan, and then you you live off that until you die. No. That's How long is
1: that? Ten years
0: maybe. If you're t- lucky? ten years, twenty maybe. But right. the but the way they they got you the way they got you working, they're gonna work you to death to a point where you can't live long enough. To, to, well, let's just say you have like a what, million dollar uh, retirement plan. You're probably going to spend, what, 50 grand of that because you're already overworked. They say you're going to retire at 70, 30 years. Think about it, at 70, how much money are you really going to spend on stuff?
1: And how, and how much long are you going to live to yeah, spend that money? Yeah, exactly. So, the average person lives to 75 if you're lucky. Right.
0: Oh, five years. So <laughs> you. What are you
1: gonna do in five years? Yeah,
0: so that money's basically gone <laughs> somewhere.
1: So you worked all your life in that retirement. Most likely, you won't be able to spend, and then you pass it on, and yeah. your family gets to have it,
0: right? So and you, then...
1: you worked hard for all those years, missing all that time with your family,
0: mm-hmm.
1: missing time with your community, working for somebody else, making right. somebody else
0: rich, right? Ludicrous, right? It is. Uh, he is a great rapper, though. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your top
1: five uh top five MCs, top five
0: rappers? MCs I can't say MCs cause it's I'm not really a lyricist type of person. Rap groups, rappers, hip hop. So I'll put what is it, Gucci, uh Lil Wayne, uh Gucci Mane. I, I like Southern people. Um what's another person? Um Tupac is, mm. is a good person. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's Eminem is another good one. And um J. Cole. J. J. Cole. J. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a good list. Yeah. I don't know about Gucci man, but not a lot of people agree with me on that one. <laughs> What'd they say? That he's a clone? Some what they said? Something like, well, whenever you, whenever you see someone doing good, it's just like, oh, that's like, whoa, he has to be a clone. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Dude, hmm? that's deep. Uh, oh.
1: <laughs> Think about it. Instead of saying, oh, man, this dude has improved himself, the black man has improved himself, look at him. He lost weight, mm-hmm. speaking better, mm-hmm. being positive. Oh, that can't be really him.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, that can't be him. Because we're all used to Gucci man, fat, chapped lips. Um, most of the stuff he said, I didn't even understand. Just just to beat over, it made it sound good. So it's just like, all right, whatever you say, Gucci. Just whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he made a song called Lemonade. I'm, I'm really thinking like it was. You is this like a campaign? You, you, you bringing out a new monster drink? Lemonade. Yeah. Man, just, for me, I thought this was the new. What is it the, the, the commercial? You know? <laughs> new sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> but then I then I then um what is it then, then he just said, uh, "Lemonade diamonds earrings. I put it in your face. I I don't, I don't know if you want to." do that to someone. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, but now I understand him now. He's if I could just figure out one uh Well let's talk let's talk about Pac for a second. Oh P- pot? You Pac said? Pac. Oh Tupac okay. Pot, I thought you said Tupac. No, oh. no nah, nah, Tupac. Oh.
1: Um <laughs> Tupac man, like he was on to something.
0: He was on to something,
1: right? What he was trying to like he was trying to make a movement.
0: A movement? Um his movement was by accident because. The way his movement worked was, uh, was it? Because his mom was part of the biggest movement, Black for, Panthers. Yeah, the Black Panthers. Not to be confused with the movie, but mm, <laughs> yeah, so his. Because I'm not, I'm not too familiar with the Black Panther movement, but all I know is that they, uh, what they wanted to promote was, since the KKK had, um, what they basically had guns. Uh, weapons uh, caused terror in in black communities. We need because the police wasn't going to help us. <laughs> so my belief was that's why the, the Panthers were formed. Because as far as like Panthers it's like we're, we're we're black, we wear the leathers, we don't take shit from anybody, mm-hmm. and we 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 don't we don't mind fucking some shit up.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. Hey. They, they said we're gonna we're gonna get guns ourselves. We're gonna protect ourselves. We're gonna help our own community. Right. We're sick of we're sick of being
0: mistreated, mm-hmm. which is bad. Which is reason that we did succeed on like like the clans because, like I said, clans were all in politics. Uh, the the Panthers, just your local community person.
1: Well, but I think it was deeper than that. The uh, the CIA started
0: infiltrating right the Black Panthers to destroy them. It's still mind you, that's still the government. Yeah, which is. Which is still run by, right? Secretly by these people. By right? by the, also ran by the Klan. These hooded these hooded uh, hooded villains. Right. So that's why we. That's what leads back to our conversation earlier about these 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 um, I, want to say supremacist groups. That's but what they, it is. They it they is. they are running America, mm. and as long as they keep running America, how are we as a community going to succeed? Mm. Yeah. because we don't have anyone in there to really help us. Obama did what he can, but as you can see, one man can't do it all. Because, mm. what, oh, A he had a straight black hair. <laughs> right. I think, what, a year later, it's all white. <laughs> brother was stressing out. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of stress. <laughs> a lot of stress. Yeah. Just imagine him at Juice Press. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know. From what I'm getting is... We need more people of color, people, uh, minorities, uh, getting involved, mm-hmm. uh, running events, running programs, running communities mm-hmm.
0: for something to change. Yeah, but th- before we could do that, because there's always, there's always that one thing that leads to everything, which is the money. Mm. So a lot of it is because we we don't have the resources right. to be able to fund or to continue to go, right? Yeah. To ki- keep, if we could just find out one black person to just find a cure for cancer, hmm. I think we'll be straight. Because what what other country would have want to buy it from us? Right. And to the point where we become their main what export? Well, that's a whole other thing, right? It's like <laughs> it's like whites. They have the majority of
1: the good jobs, mm-hmm. right? I'm not not saying you know, I'm not saying this or that, but pretty much they control all the jobs. Mm-hmm. They keep the jobs within themselves, mm-hmm. right? And then. Blacks, Hispanics were forced to what? A lot of times, we try and try to get good jobs, but a lot of them are low-paying jobs, Mm -hmm. right? So then we don't have enough to feed our families. Right. So what do we do? Unfortunately, a lot of times, go to crime.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, let me sell this to be able to provide for them, right? But they, in a way, they kind of like set that up for us because- It's a trap, right? Yeah, it is a trap because of, in Harlem, when it was like the crack epidemic- the way the way it happened was all right. So how was the how were some of these wars being funded? It wasn't through taxpayers' money. It was through drug money, and um, so what would happen is they would give they would have the they would let the drugs come in through through one of the Latin American Latin American countries, and then but the the but the Latin Americans not not wouldn't, wouldn't be able to sell it. To the black community because they don't have any connection there like you go in there and speaking your language and in a way they're gonna be like we, we don't know you right so then then they started to offer like the biggest the biggest baddest person like oh can you sell this can you sell that and show people like, oh this is a good thing mm. so they'll start selling it until a point where more people are like oh you making money too oh I'm I'm struggling, I'm I'm struggling to make ends meet. I'll I'll join you too. To a point where everyone started to join and sell drugs, but then but who are they selling to? They're selling to our people. The same people, right? Right, right. Then once they get caught, what do you think the government does with that? They say, Oh, we found it we found two million from this person, five million from this person. You think they keep that money in lockup? No, that's going funding the war. (laughs) So it's a huge trap. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. They set up the system. Mm They force you into a, into a corner. Mm-hmm. Then you destroy your community with these drugs. Mm-hmm. Then they lock you up. Mm-hmm. Then they take the money that you made mm-hmm. and use that very same
0: money mm-hmm. to continue to lock up people. Right. Which is you know, messed up, but that's some sick. That's sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to be really twisted mm-hmm. to create such an idea. Hey, when it comes to money, I think the two most important things in life right now is money and power. Well, money provides power, and power you can do whatever the hell you want with it. And that's just a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm.
1: I think one thing we had spoken about one time was um, ownership, owning, try to start, trying to start our own businesses. Mm-hmm. And I think one time you'd mentioned, you know, you had a you had a dream or an idea at least, right, mm-hmm. to be a business owner. Oh yeah, and uh, I I definitely think that's at least one road to the book bag or the chicken business. The uh, you'd mentioned the chicken, the fried chicken.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, as I'm a. I wanna toot my own horn, but I'm just like a chicken expert. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> like chicken got to be the right crisp, the right flavor. You know, there's levels to this shit. Right, <laughs> right, right. It's, <laughs> it's a science. There's a, a science behind it. You know, it's it's uh it's 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 like geometry. It was, it, you could tell by the shape of the wing, it's gonna taste good. There's I mean, <laughs> a, a certain diameter to it. <laughs>
1: So business ownership, definitely trying to get our our own money, our own
0: uh, business flowing to give back to our very own communities. Right? Chicken business is just my thing. Um, you got to be selfish at one point. Yeah. But the, the other business would be like something that could probably help the world, which I'm still trying to figure that part out. I'm still young, so I got time. Well,
1: think about it. But even, let's say, a business like a restaurant business, right? whether it be a chicken business or a or, or, uh, uh, bur- burritos, mm-hmm. tacos, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you grow enough, you can hire your own people within your own community, mm-hmm. right? But th- so it's it still it doesn't matter what business
0: you open, mm-hmm. you can still have your own, right? I prefer opening it, a business in not in my own community, but like in their community,
1: because
0: mm. they're the ones that's throwing all that money at us, right? So why not? Basically, they if they could do that to us with drugs. Mm. Why not we? Why not we do that with, to them with food? Mm. Anyway, like twenty twenty dollars for for two pieces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we throw back at them. Yeah, we throw. It comes with a biscuit. I mean, yes.
1: <laughs> biscuit and a side of sauce. Uh, yeah, no, sauce of, is extra.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> we also have quinoa. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so. So in a way, yeah, that's um as long as I can get you could like us, we could able to get inside their community. Cause why not why not us? There was always there was this picture I saw on um on uh Facebook. It was saying that uh basically this is how the this is how the black community works. It, imagine a big boat and imagine that boat sinking. What do you think everyone's doing? Everybody's kinda a piece of the boat and making themselves their own little boats that they could survive. What is that? Instead of people working together, like, let's patch up these holes, people are just like, oh, let me just get mines and leave. Let me just get mines and leave. Which, that's why a lot of people don't start businesses in the black community because we don't necessarily help each other hmm. compared to white people. They stick together. Like, is like the, the quote white on rice, <laughs> that's white people. So... But once we bring into their community, they 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 will like accept us to a point where we bring in our own people. Mm-hmm. Um, we bring in our own ideas because, hey, just early I was watching a documentary about the chopped cheese, a Harlem staple. Now it's in, it's in um, it's in the it's in the white communities now. It's the we sell it in the hood for four dollars. They are selling it for fourteen, mm-hmm. but they're adding shit like hummus. Instead of lettuce, they put kale, and they gen- gentrified even the foods. Yeah, they gentrified even food. It, it, it's it's our thing, but they they just put their little spin on it say that oh we're paying homage to it. No, you're stealing our shit. Charging triple, <laughs> Char- charging triple. Well, we we wouldn't go up there and buy it. <laughs> Nonetheless, none yeah. Well, it's yeah because. Which, in a way, if if it was a black person doing that, I wouldn't mind. But if it's a white person, be like, oh, I heard this about this chopped cheese thing in New York, in Harlem. Let's 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 sell it up here. Like, no, if it's a black person, he's making he's making his money, and then he's actually like giving back to the community in some some way, shape, or form. Taking their money, bringing it to us, then and then building that community, building that community back up. Then we are we'll be fine. But. Hmm. Not a lot of people think that when they, when they start business like i said the the boat when the sinking boat theory when when black communities when uh, when the black communities start their own businesses and they start to drown huh. they everyone looks to let me let me just let the store die and collect the insurance money you know mm-hmm.
1: it, it makes me think about something like like so we have a paycheck right we all get paychecks uh-huh doesn't matter what you get paid you have that amount mm-hmm. And a lot of us, so, you know, we we spend rent, Mm -hmm. we spend it on our utilities, Mm -hmm. clothes, et cetera. And then those dollars that we have, it's limited, right? We don't have a limited amount of money, right? Right. We have limited, right? Limited amount of money. And then we go, and most of us, we go to these restaurants, these big chains, Applebee's, Red Robin, McDonald's, Burger King. Mm -hmm. Uh, We buy clothes at... Macy's mm-hmm. or, 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 you know, the Bur- mall Burlington, Burlington. Mm-hmm. so those dollars we're giving back to white people, right? They own all these establishments. Mm-hmm. The people who own these stores are really already wealthy. They're, they're wealthy. Mm-hmm. They're rich, beyond rich. Mm-hmm. We're only making them more richer. Right. For these very people who do not,
0: who do nothing for us, nothing, yeah. nothing,
1: nothing. Mm-hmm. Right, so imagine using those same dollars and helping
0: each other. Right, Mm -hmm. imagine the difference that could be made. Oh, you can, Mm -hmm. but it starts with the uh, political part first Mm. before we can even do that. So realistically, we have a lot of work to do. Mm. Uh, Martin Luther King, he did a lot for the time he was here. It's a lot of work Still more needs to be done Yeah, it's a lot more I I mean, me and you We may not even get a chance To even see a perfect world But if we could just get a jump start To the next generation We'll we'll be fine Mm. Well, I think that's a good note to end on Mm -hmm.
1: Thank you, Yeast, for joining me No problem Mm -hmm. Till next time Peace Oh yeah, peace